Authors and Chains, a podcast for writers and fans. Hosted by Robert Davies, Glacia Kronk, and Raymond Bailey. Hang out and kick your feet up while they share their experiences, failures, and successes in becoming best-selling authors. Right. This is the first. Uh, we, we have, had, we had, you and I have three now, so this is. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes, we have yep. three. We have three. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you going to cuddle that thing the whole time we're on here, Raymond? The pen is mightier than the guitar. The pen is mightier than the guitar. <laughs> the and I have one of them. I have, have I'm going to cuddle my guitar and I'm going to show off my cool pen. Because I have the cool pen, which I know because you've got one too. So we've got the cool quill pen. And I've even got, wait, wait, Ooh. ink that goes fountain with it. Pen. Ooh, fountain I've got a fountain pen. pen. That's right. I got a true, look at that black head of the fountain pen, too. That thing is so cool. He, he got me a curved one I so did. it doesn't scratch the paper. Oh, oh yeah. I got that. So yeah, it's yeah, there's nothing like fountain pens. Guitars, I love those things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's Pens go. and guitars, baby. Pens and guitars. That's Come right. On, we're, or we're doing another awkward, uh, slightly self-deprecating. What are we doing tonight? I forgot. Okay. Yeah. Tonight, tonight we are going to explore advice. Oh okay. shit! Yeah, this is when we're going to piss people off and alienate the hell out of them. Advice. Okay. So, what I want to explore, Raymond. Raymond. Podcast. Oh, they can hear you. The podcast can hear Come on. Wrap it up. Sound check's over, it's big like, boy. Sh- Let's go. Sound check's over. All right, fine. Sound check's over. I'll put the fuck over. Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, oh. brown cow. My- <laughs> oh, brown chicken, brown cow. Okay. God, this is... So some are, is everybody on meds tonight but me? That's yes. This coming. Right. Yes. Maybe the problem is that we're not on meds. Yes. Okay. The problem is we forgot our meds. That's meds. What meds? Meds. Who needs meds? We don't need no stinking meds. We don't need no stinking meds. Yeah. No. Okay. So my pen and heroin injector. Advice. Nice. Advice. Advice. Yeah. Okay. So there's so many little potential like roads to go down here. So I'm going to lay everything out and then you guys can like. Okay. Wow. Focus, Fred. Focus. We're going to lay this out. Okay. So not only do we as authors receive advice, sometimes it's unsolicited. Sometimes we actually even pay for it right? So we do. we do. We get advice from the big F's, friends, family, fans. We get advice from beta readers. We get advice from editors. We get advice from other authors that help us. And so some of those things we go out and we seek, right? So editors and betas, right? And sometimes friends and family and fans. I mean, for me, I don't, but we'll go into that later. Um, so I want to explore how how we weight the importance of that 
whether we can sort of shrug things off, how we decide what we're going to just disregard, how we choose the things that we may, you know, have to actually pay attention to. And then additionally, if we can, I'd like to go into how as an author you handle being asked for advice. When somebody comes to you and says, hey, I'm new, or hey, I trust you. Hey, we're friends. Will you do <laughs> this thing for me? <laughs> and how how that how that has, you know, weight and importance and how to handle that and what you owe people. Right? So <laughs> Where do you where do you guys want to start on that one? Well, first off, have, have you um, have you ever? I'm I'm curious about this. I thought about it in the early days, and then I blew it off for a number of reasons. Some of which were defendable, defensible. Some of them were just plain funk. Have you ever paid anyone to read and report on your progress? Not I. Once I did the I did the sensitivity reader. We all know how that worked out. And uh, oh, yes, yeah. that was the one who called me the albiest, which was ableist. Ableist, thank you. That um, yep. you know, I had to go look up. But yes, I paid somebody to do a report on my book from a sensitivity perspective, and I swear the report was bigger than the book. Um, that is yeah. so. That is so strange to me. Hold on a second. Let's go into that. Apparently, I'm not very uh, sensitive. No, 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 no. Okay, well, we all know that, but I, I, it's very strange to me that you would give a shit, let alone well, give a shit enough to okay. pay somebody. So this kind of goes right. Thank you. Curiosity. I was interested to see because somebody said, you know, you need to do this as an author, and I went, I don't think so. And they go, Yeah, yeah, you should really do that. And I went, Okay. So I went and I did it, and. I'm glad I did. Not that I changed anything based on the report. If anything, it just taught me that I could give a fuck. I mean, honestly, that's what it taught me. I, I read the report. Was it, Come on, was it negotiated or did oh, they have a set fee? Or like two hundred and fifty? Wasn't anything like two hundred fifty bucks or something for them to read the book and do? Holy that. shit! Yeah, I no, but it was honestly, I I did it and I looked at it. It did not change any of my work. It did not change the way I wrote. I read through it all and I went, "Wow, that's funny." That's funny. That's funny. Apparently, my uh, my my MC was equated to a thirteen-year-old bully, and I was like, "Yay, that's awesome!" You know, but yeah, it was. Uh, did I, you did you I take it as something. encouragement, or, or was it was it validation for what you had written, or were they attacking it that led you to just kind of go, "Wow," and not really well, give a shit? They were attacking it, but it taught me an interesting lesson about myself. Now, when we have somebody who critiques our books we as authors tend to go inside out. When somebody starts critiquing your work and you rabbit hole and you you turn yourself inside out and you're like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is how they feel. But honestly, this was the one time where somebody had critiqued my work. And I looked at it and I went, eh, it didn't bother me. It didn't even bother me. I just looked at it and went, wow, okay. this Now I know it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. Yes, you know what? There are moments where my book might be insensitive. There are moments where my book pokes fun. There are moments in my books where there is too much cursing, too much double entendre, some immaturity, okay, well, and I don't care. Hang on a second. There's a difference between somebody reading and critiquing your finished work and somebody that you have coming in while you're in mid 
stride right and looking at how you have done so far betas are for this purpose yes I've never, I, I have never farmed out for pay right um and I've, I've only doled out pieces parts i've never given anybody chapters a lot of them anyway maybe one or two okay and the closer i get to the end of the book the, le the less interested i am in anybody else's opinion of it which is maybe just my neurosis but um and i i, I what glacia said first the advice thing is sticking in my ear um i i I don't remember asking anyone for advice. Uh, I didn't have anybody to ask. I didn't. I wasn't okay. on social media. I, I knew a grand total of three people that ever wrote a book, and I couldn't give a shit less what their opinion was. And I, so I didn't really have. I, I had to tough it through on my own and hope I, I knew what I was doing. We have opinions. We do. We like to do things with opinions. But I was. I don't think I, even if I would have had anybody, I'm not sure I would have availed myself of it. I, it's not that I'm averse to suggestions or reception, but I was really averse to paying anybody. That to me well, is a showstopper. I'm not going to give anybody any money, but advice was, and critique yeah. are two different things. That's just, I just want to make that division before we go any further. Critiquing. You know, I means, think our, our, yeah. Well, our first you know, books, we search out people. I mean, we very much, don't know we don't know we have not published no. our book yet we have not we are basically just writing we want to I, I will i was craving opinions i wanted everybody to read it i wanted to know if it was any good if it was worth publishing yep. if it was if it was a piece of crap if it was you know there's so many things i wanted to know and the people i had read it were people i knew people who i felt would give me an honest opinion as an author, I don't want smoke blown up my ass. I don't want somebody to tell no, me, oh, no. that's that's good. Yo, it's a good, it's okay. You should publish that. They think it's a complete piece of trash. Because really, that's unfair. If it's trash, tell me it's trash. You know, give me the honest opinion. Tell me what's wrong with it. Tell me where the story's bullshit. Tell me the characters are, are, are subpar or shallow or whatever it is you feel. But tell me because then I can fix it. Did you wait until it was finished? Yeah. Or did you ask I, them? Well, I, I had people read chapter treatments. And then when the book was finished, okay. before it went out, I let them read the book. There were some minor changes made based on observations. But I mean, a, a, anybody who would read it, that when I, when I had my first book done, but prior to be published, I would hand it out to. I would literally give it to people and go read it and tell me what you think. Just because okay. I wanted as many opinions as I could. Did you do the same thing, guys? Wait. I will answer that. But first, I, I want to I want to follow up with Ray on something. You 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 say, and I know that we've talked about this before with you yeah. that you're you're kind of like you know it, it's it's really easy for you, and I think uh, some some other authors too. You know, you get something nice said about your work, and you're like, yeah 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 yeah, but what's wrong with it? Right. Um, and you're kind of craving that uh, that that slap down, right? So yeah. I'm curious from your perspective. For, from your needs, what was it that you were looking for? Because I know that you kind of go looking for the negative. You actually paid somebody. She gave you yeah. negative she and did. you round filed it. I did. I did because so, it was, you know, when it comes to what I'm looking for is honest opinions. And uh -huh. the person who did the sensitivity report, despite being 
being paid for it was somebody who went through the book looking to be offended. Somebody who went through the book looking for things that might potentially offend people. And I went through and I read them. I read what she thought was offensive. I looked at the piece and I said, no. I said, yeah, it's potentially, yeah, but I'm not going to change the book because it's such a minor thing. Let me give you an example. Um, uh, One of my characters is handicapped. And apparently, without realizing it, I didn't refer to her as beautiful till after she had um, she had been healed. I didn't realize that. But the person who did the sensitivity said, you obviously don't like crippled people. You did not refer to this person as beautiful until after they were cured. And I went, okay, you know. But it was one of those things where I looked at and said, well, that's bullshit, you know. <laughs> but, and that's how I felt about those things. If somebody so, comes up and tells me they don't like my characters, my characters are shallow, or it's not believable, or it's stupid, I'm probably going to listen more to that than I am somebody telling me I don't like, you know, crippled people, or I don't like this type of person, or I don't like that type of person, because something in my book was said in a particular way. So so is it safe to say that your goal, and if this is the case, this is probably really good advice, is it safe to say that your goal is to seek um, as as much nitpicking negative critique as possible so that you can then sift through it and decide how much of that you actually yeah, give a crap about. Exactly. Because that's gonna that's gonna send you down to the direction. It's gonna set your brain in a proper thought process and you're gonna look at your work in a new light based on somebody else's opinion. I want that. That's what I want. Okay. I so, liked your work, but this was so okay, but you're 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 basically asking somebody for their lens so that you can look through it at your work and reassess your eye, their lens, because and we decide. All, come on. We all fall in love with our stories. When we start writing yeah. them, when we start talking about them, the plots, the subplots, the twists, man, we think we're so clever. We are sitting there and we are so in love with what we're doing. What I want to do is I want to strip those rose glasses off. I want to I want to forget that idea for a moment and how awesome and how much potential it has and how cool it is. And I want to look at it through someone else's eyes who doesn't know how cool that that particular plot is or how clever I am to put the ambush in chapter three. You know, I mean, that's what I want because that's going to yeah. tell you how the work is. Yeah, everybody thinks that it's cool that their kid won the game. It's really easy to drink you know, your own Kool-Aid. Sometimes all of, you got to All step of the back. friends of, of yeah. that parent don't right. give a crap. You know, it's exactly. like, oh, that's, that's nice. But oh. finding finding somebody to be like, well, you know, no, nobody nobody is going to be like to that parent, yeah, okay, and I should give a crap why. Exactly. Uh, so, don't give a Even fuck. though you want to, but, you know. Even though you kind of want to, but really, like, oh, that kind of doubles... Bobby won the spelling bee. That's great. He's still a little pussy during gym and can't climb the rope. You know, I mean, (laughs) it kind of doubles back on the, on the, on the whole thing, right? Is that as humans, generally speaking, we are inclined as we've just confirmed that, that we will, we are inclined to be like, Oh yeah, that's really nice. You know, to be polite. Of course we are. I don't want the polite. I want to know how someone, if they like the story, if they genuinely like it, tell me. But don't be polite. Don't be nice. Don't blow smoke up my ass. That is not going to help me. Okay, stop right there. You have, you've introduced, this is a nice little segue. Glacia, what about the difference between somebody who we, right or wrong, 
regard as qualified to judge and someone we might be asking for the very same feedback who is no better or worse than anybody else out there in reader land who's going to read the book. They've never written anything. They would know the first thing about writing. Uh, we ask for their opinion as well. It, does it make a difference to you? Does it somehow color or add to or diminish the value of what they tell you based on whether or not they're qualified? Yeah. Absolutely. For me, yeah. Um, I think that it adds a certain weight to the scale, right? Um, when you are asking someone who is a, quote, professional, unquote, um, to give you their opinion, the, uh, the assumption there is that they are more qualified to give that opinion, right? Yes. And so for me, I don't, I don't put any stock in, in a title. I will, I will go, oh, okay, this person has assumed this title. Let's go see if they're actually um, qualified. But that's an aside, realistically. Um, so, you know, there is a little bit more weight to those opinions. Um, but by that same token, I value the opinions of people who, two, two non-professional opinions that I value very, very much. One, people who are voracious readers people who, that's what they do. That is their recreation. They, they have read thousands, yeah, thousands of books. And so they have a lot to compare with. Um, and they have a very distinct opinion of what they like. So because they have such a firm opinion of their own preferences, it's, it's something that's a lot more solid to bounce your story off of. People who read sort of for fun, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it can fit into the stuff that, you know, the, the less you've read, the, the less likely it is that you've come across a lot of things that sort of fit into the same category that you're like, yes, this is what makes a good book for me. So those people. And then also, um, and this is a little strange, I value the opinions of people who enjoy books that are not necessarily in my genre. Okay. Um, I have had, I have asked a few people who I know who are voracious readers, but who do not read parathrillers. They like lit or they like romance or they like traditional suspense thrillers. And I figure that if, if I can, they're already kind of to go with what Ray was was saying, they're already skeptical about this. They're already primed to have a negative opinion, to not like it, to nitpick it, to, you know, tear it apart and, and look at the moving parts and go, eh. So um, there was one particular person uh, who, I, who I have in mind who I kind of asked to like sort of post beta, I guess. Um, my first book, when it when it came out, I was like, look, I, I see you on, on Goodreads all the time. She's a, a close acquaintance, let's call her. Um, uh, I was like, you clearly read a lot of books. Will you read mine? Um, and tell me what you think. And um, her, she actually left a review on it. And it was uh, prefaced at the very beginning with, this is not the genre I typically read. And she gave me a four-star review. And that four-star review has more positive weight for me 
than a lot of other five-star reviews that I get from people who very much love that genre. Because all I really have to do is be mostly convincing because these people are already invested in the, in the ideas and, you know, entertaining. And, and they're going to be like, yeah, good story, you know, that sort of thing. But when I ask somebody who does not like para, who does, who's not used to the suspension of reality, they, um, they are much more likely to be like, mm, this isn't consistent or this isn't viable or, you know, right. the only thing they have to, to really attach to is like the characters. So if my characters are not great, that person is going to be like, you know, this person isn't likable or this person isn't consistent or this doesn't make sense, you know, that sort of thing. So I am definitely prone to gravitating towards people who are going to give me negative opinions. That's, a, that's an interesting contradiction because um, I find myself cautioning people when they, they it, it's been this way ever since I wrote Specimen. Oh, I, I heard you write novels. Uh, what are they called? And I tell them what they're called. And, and I always, always warn them and preface it by saying, this is science fiction. A lot of people don't go for science sci-fi. So right. if, you're not into, if you're not into space operas, stay away from this. It's not going to be your thing. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the other two standalones, I warned them the genre that it's in and it seems as though I, I I'm afraid to say, but I, I don't want to waste somebody's time who has made it clear to me. They don't like sci-fi. They don't like post-apocalyptic sci-fi. They don't like right. that stuff. Leave me alone. I don't want to read it. Now, if I tell them that and they say, no, that's okay. I'd like to read it anyway. Okay. Have at it. But I don't seek them out. I'm. You've got the black box warning on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we still, yeah, we still do beta horrible, reads and do. things. Do you guys find yourself, and this definitely is true, the more, the more I write, the more I publish, the less the less the beginning I go out looking for that. I mean, during the first book, it very much was going out and looking for those opinions. As we do more, we kind of stick to our beta groups and a couple of people we know here and there, but it's not, I'm not going out and blanketing the world with my work anymore to get that opinion. I know why. I know why too. It's because if, if we're asking for an opinion, uh, on later stuff. A, we have a more developed idea of, right. of what we're doing, but it has more to do with the quality of work than it does in that first book. And the reason is because in the first book, we're not looking for advice. We're looking for validation. Yeah, you're That's probably right. And now exactly. we've got right. that validation and now we're writing because we want to do, and it's not necessarily about that validation. The validation mm-hmm. is nice. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Yeah. We but it's, want... it's not the reason why we go out anymore. And right. um, I'm right at the beginning of uh, my newest work, which is, again, I'm going way outside of genre right. uh, at, and egged on, goaded into this mercilessly by Glacia, by the oh, way. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, she's definitely a goader. Credit she's a goader. But uh, it, I'm, I, I want her to look at the beginning of this um, probably more than anybody else. And this is it's lit fiction. This is period piece, 1890s. I wanted to do this for a long time and never really had the courage of doing it, but I got suckered into it by uh, happy feet on the under the really weird hat. And <laughs> here I am. 
but I want, I want, I'm not looking for validation from her. I'm, I'm, I know what she will do with it. I know how she'll read it. I don't have to worry about. Oh, she'll smoke. give you, she'll give you the opinion. Yeah, on she it. will. There's no question about that. She will. Be it's a, uh, it's an, it's a night. It's like having somebody you, you don't know how to play golf. And it's like having somebody actually hold onto your hands and say, this is how you hold a golf club because yeah. that's useful information. It's not the same thing as, Oh, you're doing really well when you know you're not. So I'm, uh, if this was, a, if this was book four in my specimen series, I wouldn't, I would, sure. I, I don't, I, you know, I don't need it. I, I know what I'm doing and I keep doing it. This is really a long way outside. So that is, uh, that's a good example or an illustration of, I'm not looking for validation. I'm looking for uh, someone who will know and is certainly not afraid to tell me what she thinks of it, good or bad. That's valuable. I, 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 I'm, I, we're cutting away the clutter. And we're getting into the real hard detail of these, especially when you go outside of genre. Okay. So I'm not afraid. To, you know, I'm not afraid to ask for help. In, in that respect. I know I can write it, but I want to see if I'm doing a shit job before I get very far into well, this. Well, I think we're looking wait, for wait, a wait. different kind of validation. Perhaps, but wait, let's let's get into the nuts and bolts of this. And at, at, at the at the risk of sounding like um, this this doesn't have to do with me, even though you just referenced me. And um, so it's kind of a funny question to ask. Um, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway, because I think it's, it's valuable. Um, because you're at this point in in your work, um, what is it? And Ray, you can answer this too. Um, what is it that makes you identify another author, a colleague, um, as someone who you want to hand your work to and be like, "Give it to me straight." What 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 characteristics do you look for? Two big question. Bit number one is having seen, in your case, having seen how you write, having mm -hmm. seen your stuff. I can see that. That yeah. that 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 makes you qualified, hardcore okay. qualified, right? I, qualified. I don't have to wonder if you can do this or not, and be and it, now because you have the chops, the objectivity and the valuable feedback that took longer to get, and that's experiential. Having been right. on on many many phone calls and texts and weekly podcasts over month after month after month, you know what you're dealing with. You know who you have, and so that is the second part of this, which is reliability, authenticity. Oh, I don't have any worry yeah. about it. And your style of writing and your genre is is. Uh, very cl closely related to seventh life and so there was a there was a bit of a parallel but your your ability to go toward lit fic with a straight face and not feel pompous about it mm -hmm. that's gravitas that makes a difference it's encouraging to have that perspective, say, and I, 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 I was pulling your chain, saying you were goading and egging me on. You, it was, it was <laughs> she's goading. She does. It go. was encouragement, yeah. and it was, and it, it made a difference, and so it makes you feel better about doing something that far off the beaten path and serious. You, I cannot tell you how quickly it, 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 it didn't take long for me to recognize and realize that this ain't 
easy to write at all. Sci-fi, well, I can knock that shit out on standing on my head. This, not so much. It's different, the, and it is hard work. From 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 my perspective on that, and I want to double back and and see if Ray has anything to add to the that that qualification thing. But like to to kind of tip that because I think a lot of us as authors get asked by other authors for for our opinion on things. Um, my my number one goal is to for when asked to identify where that person would be most successful where they where i feel their talents would be best used and in in your case rob you know i mean like i i i read your stuff and i and i go man like this is this is this is gravitating towards literature and and away and and when there's when there's that feeling i'm like you know it, it feels it feels like it's almost my responsibility to 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 be like so this is really good in this way have you ever thought of blah and in your case it was it was really cool that you were like well yeah i have but i didn't think i should or i didn't think i could or 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 whatever the case may be wasn't but, in the cards yeah I don't think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That was a can that was kicking down the road and it kind of got kicked right up in my face when when Glacia brought that up. I thought, Mm -hmm. oh shit, I really do need to think about this. Maybe I had to stop, because I've been stockpiling research material for this for a long time. I have a bunch of stuff, tons of research material. And it's always easy to go, okay, here, look, I did something on my literary fiction project. I got a new bit of information. I put it in my bucket. Oh, there, I've satisfied you today. I don't have to do shit now, do I? I mean, that, but that was what pushed me through that door. I'm glad she did. Yeah, it was it was an interesting situation because for for listeners to to know it was it was unprovoked. Rob did not come to me and and go, "Do you think I should write litfic?" You know, not, for listeners to know, we talk about writing stuff when we're out of camera too. We do. <laughs> I know all the time. Yeah, we do. So Ray, do you do you agree with Rob on that, or would you add anything to to the statement that the things that you look for in in an author would be respect well, for their work and and value of their honesty and objectivity. Yeah, I mean I could I could definitely I mean yeah because when somebody reads your work the weight of the opinion is very much based on how you think about that person how you think about their work. I mean if somebody is a lousy writer in your mind and they give you your their opinion of your work you're going to go yeah but you can't write worse shit anyway so why do I care? Yeah. You know, somebody you do value, somebody you do see as talented, you absolutely weight their opinion heavier. Um, even if it is in a different genre, because sometimes we can separate a story piece that they don't like versus an interest in a character or how a character is written. Now, I will tell you authors, just from having done this with different people, tend to do things differently when it comes to giving opinions on books. Somebody who is a reader gives an opinion on your book. And it's, I like that story. That was a good story. Oh, I really like that piece. An author will come back and go, you know what? I really like the way you tackled the expedition, exposition and check. Yeah. We just lost. Uh, um, audio went away, Ray. Audio went away. To uh, kind of Reboot. fill in what he was, what he was talking about there. Um, I, I, cause I know where he was going and I'll at least fill the, fill the dead space a bit. Um, 
All right, no, he's not back. Um, the, the 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 value in asking a uh, another another author is, is that you get more specificity in in the advice, and sometimes you don't even have to ask them in order to get. A lot of times, it's unsolicited for better or worse. Sometimes it's unsolicited advice, and an author, generally speaking, will not go out of their way to be like, as Ray was saying, oh, I really liked the way you handled this character's exposition. It was elegant. If they say that, odds are they mean it. Are you back, Ray? You're gonna, am I back? He's oh, back. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me you're just... gonna get, yeah, you're going to get nuts and bolts. That's yeah, what you're well gonna said. Get. You're going to get specific pieces back. You're going to get specific examples of where they liked it or didn't like it. Well, and here's here's a fun thing, um, you know, I personally, you know, this is the, the the flip side of this is not just receiving, but also, you know, giving when asked. Um, there, there is a, a a little a little distinction there that 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 needs to be made when you are asked for advice, and and that is, and and also when you are asking for advice, and that's to be specific when you when you are going okay give me this because as someone giving advice um if if i'm not given a directive i will ask are are, are you looking for broad strokes you know Absolutely. is there something that you are worried about and i i give this to people i'm like this is what i want from you you know and if i'm not given that information then i say okay what do you want from me because a, it gives you something to be able to concentrate on so that you can give that advice. Um, if you're the one receiving the advice, it protects you from, you know, getting things that you're not necessarily looking for at that time or perhaps at all. Um, but as as the person giving the advice, it's it's very important to be able to distinguish whether another author is looking for a critique or motivation. And those things have to be handled very, very differently. If an author comes to you and says, tear this apart, I'm worried about the exposition. I'm worried about this character's arc. I'm, I'm worried that I'm being repetitive in my language, you know, give it to me straight. Then they are absolutely looking for you to give them some negative feedback. If someone comes to you and is like, I'm just not sure about this. I just want to bounce it off of you, you know, give me something. And they are vague, generally speaking, that person is looking for you to pull out something that's positive. Right. And, and both have value. And, you know, nobody's ever going to come out and, and be like, give me the good stuff. And so, you know, it's kind of our responsibility as, <laughs> as colleagues to be able to look at that and go, okay, this person needs the positive feedback right now. Oh, not you're right. I've, I've, I've made this mistake. I've made this mistake with Ray. I'm sure that Ray knows exactly what conversation I'm talking about. I do. I went, I went down the critique road and he was looking for the motivation road. And that was a disaster. That was a, a very interesting conversation. Yeah, that yeah. was a disaster. I failed in that in that way, absolutely unequivocally, and 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 that was what solidified for me that concept that I can now put into words. That I, you know, I was I always tried to be careful, you know, to give people what they wanted, but what they were looking for, not what they wanted, what they were looking for. Right. Um, but it was that conversation that made me go, okay, I failed. This is how I failed, and moving forward, this is how I have to address it so that I'm giving my colleagues who I respect 
the thing that they are looking for. Are they having a hard time moving forward and they just need a little, a little bit of pointing to the things that they're doing right so that they have the will? Because our motivation is absolutely linked to self-esteem. Yes, it is. So yes, that they have, yes. so so that they have the will to keep going, or are they going? All right, you know, I'm 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 worried about this. Give it to me straight so I can fix it. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. like when you ask that question, you got to be having a really good self-esteem day. You yeah. really knew you need yeah. to be solid in your self-esteem when you ask that question because that has you you could also be fearful. Someone lights you up on. A publisher, an agent, an editor, right. heathen, really hands you your ass, you may be motivated to go get somebody that you know and trust, somebody who is a razor, and say, walk with me down this path and, and, and kick my ass when I'm doing stupid shit because I got hammered for this and I don't know why and I need to, I need to know why. I need Tell to me understand. Where I this right. that, yeah. that fear fear is, is, is a really powerful motivator and it's uh, maybe more than self-esteem when you get You're right. to it. Fear You're of right. failure, fear, fear of embarrassment, yep. yeah, failure, embarrassment. Yeah. The, the, the you know, uh, lack of success is, is not nearly as bad as when, you know, your book does get exposure and it's just a pile of shit. Yep. You know, no, no, no worse feeling. Because yep. then you feel like you failed the story mm. and you, you failed yourself and you start questioning all of those things. Like maybe I should have had more people look at it. Maybe I asked the wrong You people. have oh. failed. Yeah. That's yeah, the worst <laughs> echo ever because you're always in the middle of a big cathedral and you yell it and it just comes back to you over and oh, over. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. It is choral music of failure and and you you are not getting away from that echo and so yeah I mean like to a certain extent for self-protection I think we have to you know seek out a little bit of negative feedback so that to double back to what Ray was saying we can sift through that and figure out how much of it we give a shit about and our and how much of it we are like you know yeah okay you're right but I wanted that or I accept that or I like that how much we give a shit about yeah yeah. Okay, uh, Glacia, let's talk about what happens next week. I think next it's next week. week. This or- this coming yeah this coming week. Well, um, actually, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you dates because the podcast will be coming out technically mm-hmm. next week. I had um, the pleasure of having an interview uh, conducted by Jason Meisky, uh for his podcast, The Sample Chapter. Uh, very cool dude. Uh, he uh, he has a great podcast, interviews uh, authors, and then allows them to read a sample of their work, puts out a podcast every Tuesday. Um, he is putting out a, a an extra for me. I feel so special. That's going to be coming out on the... Oh, um, so you'll be able to check out his... his you'll be Re- able to check out the, my audio. Redo the day. Yeah, redo the date. Yeah, you kind May, of lagged. May twenty eighth. May twenty eighth. Uh, the pod, the podcast is going to come out. Uh, the sample chapter guess. podcast. He has been uh, recording podcasts for like three years. Um, so yeah, and has had some stuff with some really cool people. Um, he himself is a really cool guy, and as such, uh, Authors and Chains is going to have him come on next Saturday with us to do a a live as we always do um, on the thirtieth. He's going to be he's going to be joining us, and we are going to be at that time talking about um, how we 
either accidentally or intentionally put pieces of ourselves into our books, whether that be, you know, a, a, a nod, you know, a, a, an homage, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, the name. Sometimes of real pieces of ourselves. <laughs> right, that's right. Or, or whether that has to do with, you know, our, our, our preferences or our, uh, our prejudices or our experiences or our baggage that ends up leaking into oh. there. God, our baggage. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, yeah, you know, my bag is leaking right now, so I'm going to have to go take care of it. Oh, <laughs> oh wrong bag. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't have a bag. I don't have a bag, but I couldn't let's, resist the let's opportunity. Play. Pop the colostomy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so um, uh, that's going to be cool. Uh, I also want to note that uh, another writer colleague, Victor Aquista is going to be voicing a segment of my first standalone novel this weekend, probably on his podcast. It should go live tomorrow. I'll, I'll have some information for you guys to put up on the AIC website. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. It's the tomorrow tomorrow it's being the 24th. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, that's I'm right. Delighted to know that's happening tomorrow. Maybe I, I have I have heard the voice, and he does a really really good job. So he d- awesome. he does, yeah. It's it's really cool. What is the name of his uh, podcast? Uh, uh, I forgot. I'll have to. I'll, have to, I'll give. I'll, I'll, I need to get some information for the website anyway. So I'll we'll put the link more. in the description. Yeah. So yeah. Victor is a good New York boy, and he did a really, really, I think he did an excellent job with that. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, And so uh, I think we will, maybe we'll have him on in the future here Mm -hmm. because he's an interesting guy. Uh, Suddenly I've got a bunch of New York connections. I have my, a fellow BHC writer, Gary Morgenstein, Mm -hmm. who, uh, He's sequestered in Brooklyn, and I'm going to run him past both you guys because I want I want you to see and listen to him. He's a fun guy, really. Uh, he's as Brooklyn as it gets. You, you Brooklyn. Know. So uh, he was uh, he was uh, somebody at Sci-Fi Channel back in the Farscape days. Oh, and, I love it, Farscape. Yeah. So you're going to have fun talking to Gary. He's a really he's a blast. He's a good guy, and he he writes science fiction, his book, uh, The Mound Over Hell, is an interesting uh, sewing together of science fiction and horror and baseball. He's a baseball fanatic. So there you go. Look forward to those in the future. So I think that uh, apart from those two guys, we're going to be looking at trying to do some more uh, little collaborative things with other authors. So if you are an author and you're listening and you want to come on to do something other than promo your book, like chit chat with us about process and what authoring life is about, because that's our jam, then email uh, email Glacia because... Hit us up up in the comments or something like that if you think that you've got something cool. All right. What a good podcast. Thank you for listening to Authors in Chains. Check us out on the web at www.authorsinchains.com or at our Facebook page at Authors in Chains Podcast. Bitcoin.